Now, Mark, see the referee going over the rules, going over the pat-downs. This match was not just huge for these two men. It was also huge for APW. It was huge for APW. You talk about that man right there. That man is senior official at the time, Max Marquez, one of the original referees here in All Pro Wrestling. Global Wrestling fans, and welcome to the Indie Handshake, Edición de Lucha Libre. I am your host, Jesus Cruz, and today I have the honor of having the great referee from APW, Max Marquez. How you doing, brother? Fine. Jesus, nice to see you again. Nice to see you, man. It's yeah. been years since we've seen each other. Correct. Yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I met Max uh, at the, when I was working for APW back in 2000. I was doing some video production with them, and that's how I met Max. And we we kind of hit it off. You know, we were talking about soccer. You're a big Cruz Azul fan. I was a Toros Nessa fan back then. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of we kind of clicked, man, and we became friends. Yeah, and, uh, yeah correct. Yeah, so tell us, uh, how did you even get started at, uh, it, being interested in wrestling? Well, I've always loved wrestling as a kid. And, um, you know, your dream is... To be a professional wrestler, you know, that's what you want to do. And um, one time I was watching at that time Monday Night Raw. And they had the commercial come on, you know, and it was at that time it was Dancing Rick Thompson, Playboy Buddy Rose and saying, do you want to be a professional wrestler? So I saw the commercial. I run real quick to get a piece of paper and pen. By the time I came back, the commercial was gone. So I wasn't able to pick up the, the phone number or get the address. So I had to say, well, I have to sit again. And this is before TiVo and, and DVR, yeah, so you yeah. can't even remember. So I had, to, I had to wait again for the commercial. But unfortunately, the commercial didn't come on anymore. So I go, oh, my gosh. Now I have to wait till next week to get it. So next week, I was ready again, and the commercial came on, and I wrote it down. I took it down, and what year was this? Oh, God, this was like 19, between 1990 or 91. Okay, early 90s. Yeah, early 90s around there, yeah. So you scratched the number down, and then uh, who did you, who did, who ended up picking up the phone when you called? Well, how when did, I called, yeah, the happened? first time when I called, you know, I was a voice of Pacific Coast Sports. You know, at that time it was called Pacific Coast Sports, and uh, they go, yes, it's... Uh, uh, who was it? I think he said. I think his name was Roland Alexander at the time. I didn't know it at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. I go, yes, uh, Roland. This is uh, Max, and I saw your commercial on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, uh, would you like to? I go, I would like to get more information on the school, you know. So, okay. He goes, can you come down, you know, on let's say next week? I go, sure. So he gave me the address, and I wrote it down, and. Believe me, man, all week I was excited. I was really fired up because I'm going to go to a wrestling school and see. I was so fired up that I even ran in, you know, to tell my parents, mom, dad, you know, and I told them what I wanted to do. And How old were you at the time? Oh, God, this must have been like, well, I started late, actually, probably late 20s, early 30s. Okay. You know, and you know that's kind of late already. You know, for 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 a wrestler, or you want to wrestle? Well, you got DDP. He got he got in the business well, like way later. Okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What you yeah. Mean. So, I remember I told my folks and this and that, and I went over there. I drove over there to Hayward, and I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I see a limousine pull up, and I'm seeing, it and I go, "Oh my gosh, it's Dancing Rick Thompson." And then after, you know, Playboy Buddy Rose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was in awe because I saw him on TV, you know. You know, this yeah. is actually, I'm going to meet him. So I actually waited a little bit. I go in there and I ring the doorbell and, you know, I they opened it. And, you know, at the time, it was, I didn't know it was rolling. He goes, Max? I go, rolling? Oh, yes. How you doing? Shook his hand. Come on in. And he goes, so uh, you love pro wrestling? I go, yes, sir. And he goes, well, in in this business, you know, in this career, you have to love it to be in it. Mm -hmm. You can't like, I want to do it or you like it or this and that. You have to love it. And yeah, and then he sat down and he talked to me. So he wanted to see what my knowledge was. So I mentioned, you know, all the time, you know, big time wrestling. I used to watch it. I mentioned all some of the wrestlers. The Roy Shires promotion. Yeah, Roy Shires promotion. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him all about that, the wrestlers. And he goes, oh, he goes, you're you're pretty knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. See, that's one of the things. He goes, you have to learn your trade or know at least what you know. Yeah. 
what you want to do, you know. Yeah, exactly. He goes, and he goes, that's a good start. Okay, so we kept talking, this and that. Then he mentioned the price, you know, and I told him I did have a job. Mm-hmm. But he goes, we'll break that later. He goes, well, I'll give you a tour of the school. So we went in there. You know, this is me. in the Cabot. Uh, yeah, Cabot, yeah, in Hayward, mm-hmm. the, the resting school. Mm-hmm. So we go in there, and we finally come through the door, and I see the ring. <laughs> it was something, like, amazing, you know. And he goes, go ahead, cl- cl- climb on in. So I climbed in, and he goes, leaning against the ropes, Max. So, you know, I started leaning against the ropes. I go, in my mind, I was going, man, I can't believe it, because uh, very rarely people don't have a chance to get into a wrestling ring or a boxing ring. Yeah. So we came back down and we discussed, you know, the money situation. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay. But before all that, you know, he told me, he gave me all the rundown that first I needed to go to the doctor to take a physical. Okay. I needed a doctor's note because, you know, it's very strenuous. You know, so he wanted us to have everybody that came and applied after that wanted to, and you wanted to do it first. You had to go to the doctor. Okay. For uh, you know, for your health. I don't even know if that's even a common thing anymore. I I don't know, but back then, back then it was because they wanted to see, you know, uh, well, they wanted to make sure you were in in good shape. You know, no health issue problems. Yeah. So I went to my doctor. I told him what I was going to do. And he goes, you got to be kidding me, Max. Really? I go, no, doc. I go, this is what I want to do. So he gave me all the tests, you know, and everything. And I got it. And I brought the note back to back to Roland. And he goes, okay, very good. And um, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to start this and that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had the money with me. You know, I... I was working at that time, you know, at the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. But then, you know, of course, my my dad helped me a little bit, you know. You know how parents are. They, they want to help other kids. Yeah. So I went there, and I remember my first day, you know, it's basic stuff. You know, the, at that time, too, uh, you know, Buddy was there, and, of course, uh, Dancing Rick Thompson. Mm-hmm. And now, did you want to be, sorry to interrupt, yeah. did you want to be a wrestler, or did you have in mind that you wanted to be a referee no first i went to want to be a wrestler okay yeah and i believe later jim gorman came on board okay okay gentleman jim gorman gentleman jim gorman yes and we started you know showing how to roll the bumps but as time went on you know i felt you know my lower back my left ankle because at that time the the canvas the mat mm-hmm. it was just plywood a piece of carpet and the mat the tarp Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So th- that was taking, you know, it finally it got a toll on me. So I was bummed out, you know, and I was watching, you know, because even though you weren't participating, you, you were coming to watch, you know, the practice of the yeah. guys, you know. So after that, I I went up to Roland, you know, and I told him, I go, Roland, um, I really don't think I can do this. And I remember him telling Max... It takes a lot of guts for you to come up and say that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. But he goes, I think you're a good individual. And um, at, at that time, it was like uh, three $3,000, you know, the, the down payment. Mm-hmm. He goes, I really don't want to lose you. But he goes, if you want to try refing, because he goes, you ref the soccer matches, right? I did ref, mm-hmm. you know, I was a referee in soccer, you know, okay. the kids and then the adult leagues. He goes... I'm willing to apply those three thousand to your referee, okay, to your camp, you know, mm-hmm. to your ref camp, because really, because I really don't want to lose you, because I think you are, a, I think you'd be pretty good, yeah, you know, at doing being a ref. I go okay, so I healed a little bit, and then he started showing me, you know, the pointers, how to ref. Of course, I had a lot of help from uh, Rick, uh, Roland. You know, and later Michael Modest when he came on board, you know, okay. you know, Buddy a little bit too, you know. Was there anyone else in your in your group as training as a ref? Or? I was the only one. Okay. Because everybody wanted to wrestle. Nobody wanted to, you know, be a ref or yeah. anything. Yeah. So I trained. I happened to be the. I was the first referee to uh, from to graduate from to APW. graduate from APW. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was the first one. Okay. Were they running shows at this time, or were they still just training? No, we were just in training. Yeah. You know, everybody was training, 
And then, you know, um, we started like having matches, you know, like in there, like one of the matches, you know, inside the gym. This is before it was a practice. Mm -hmm. It was Michael Myers against uh, Mike uh, Diamond. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Mike Diamond. Max Justice. Yeah, Max Justice. Yeah. yeah. So we were, uh, we started, you know, practicing there and me still being news, you know, being new to the the trade and this and that. Mm -hmm. I remember when Modest got Diamond, you know, to the back of the ropes and I'm making the count, you know, one, two. And then, you know, I, I broke the hold and Mike goes, hey, Max, what do you think you're doing? He goes, hey, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, okay? And I remember he said, oh, and I went, oh, take it easy, Mike. You know, I didn't mean it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was just ribbing me, joking yeah, yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I didn't know that, you know? <laughs> I thought he meant it because he looked really mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, that's what happens when you aren't, you know, smarting up, you know, or what was going on. Yeah. Okay, so he finally, like that. So one day... Yeah, this our, was during the training, you said, right? The training, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. This, this is when we are training. Uh-huh. And then as time went on, then one time they called me into the office. And then I remember it was uh, Rick there, Roland, and Mike. They say, well, I think it's time to smarten Max up. Mm-hmm. I go, smarten me? I go, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't. I mean, I'm smart. I mean, to a certain point, they know, you know, yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it was smart enough to the business. Mm-hmm. In other words, the inner workings of the business. Yeah. You know. So now I started to understand and then he, he, they started, you know, because th- they were old school. They were back, you know, that was old school. Today, yeah. everything is exposed. Yeah, yeah, for You know, sure. everything is exposed. Back then, it was, you know, uh, kayfabe. Yeah. You know, now. I remember uh, when I when I started uh, coming around, uh, I heard the word kayfabe all the time. And I'm like, why do they keep saying kayfabe? Every time I walk in the room. It's right, like, right, what's right, going right. on here? And then, yeah. you know, obviously then you, you, you figure it out. But it was kind of like, oh, kayfabe, kayfabe. I'm like... Oh, my name is Jesus. Why do they keep saying K-Fabe, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, they started smarting me up, and they explained to me how the the business worked. Mm-hmm. But the way they taught me was, you know, the old school way. Okay. You know. I mean, like I said today, everything is exposed. All the secrets are out through the videos. Yeah. And, you know, everything got exposed already. Yeah. It's just like if you're a magician, you don't expose the trick. Yeah. You show the trick to the upcoming musicians because that is the suspense. Yeah. That is the suspense. And that's what the, it was back then is the believability, the credibility of that it was, you know, real. Yeah. You know. But now we know that it's it's not. Yeah. But it is physical. Yes. Of you course. know, I know I still nowadays, you know, some of my friends or people that I've talked to that they say, hey, Max, is that fake? I go, what do you mean fake? What, mm-hmm. what, what are you talking about fake? Well, he goes, all the hits. This. I go, no. I go, it's 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 real. Yeah. You know? I go, well, and then I ask him, tell me what is fake. Mm-hmm. In your eyes, when you say it, what's fake? Yeah. And they're like, they don't know what to say. And then I tell him, look, the chops are real. Yeah. The throwing around is real. Mm-hmm. You getting thrown out of the ring, getting hit with a chair. I go, how are you going to tell me that's fake? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's not. Yeah. I go, is that, I go, you don't, you don't understand the business. I go, you're a fan. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know, you always have to protect, you know, back then you protected the business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we watched our backs, you know. Yeah, definitely. So that's what you did. So, and I told him, I go, look, if it's fake, you think it's fake? I go, come on down to the school with me, even though I was a ref. And I kind of remember a little bit of my training, yeah. you know, which I did. I go, let me chop you down. Take off your shirt. Let me hit you. Let me put my handprint on your on your chest and you tell me that's fake. Yeah. And they go, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> okay, then, see? <laughs> Do you, uh, what was your uh, first match that, that you refed? And how, how was it? Like, were you nervous going into, like, this is your first pro match? It was... It was 1996. It was at the Civic Auditorium, downtown San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there was two um, um, Rich, um, Roland's friend, the referee, he was from San Diego. Rich, um, oh God, I forgot what Rich's last name is, Mm -hmm. but he was there. But my uh, Rich, God, I can't remember his name. It'll probably come out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So (laughs) 
Yeah, he was. They were. They was very nice with me. Yeah. And um, the match I ref, it was the main event. It was Michael Modest against Max Justice. But at that time, uh, Justice was known as uh, Mike Diamond. Mm-hmm. You know, he was. We all. We were all making our debut. Yeah. So, was this for Father's Day Bash? Was yeah, Father's Day Day. Father, it was. Yeah, it was Father's Day Bash. Okay. Yeah, I have the poster somewhere in storage. I, you know, I couldn't find it. Um, yeah. It was Father's Day's bash. Okay. And um, I brought my parents, you know, my mother, my father. And I remember being in the back, you know. I mean, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, I had butterflies. I'm not going to deny it. I mean, anybody that tells you that doesn't have butterflies, they're, they're lying to you. I mean, just like when I played my first gig in a band, you know, I, I was nervous as heck because... You practice so hard, and then all of a sudden you're gonna goof up and mess up. Yeah, you know you have to relax. So I remember in the back, modest, you know, being the more veteran experience. Yeah, he goes, "Hey Max, look, just, just relax, calm down. You know, everything's gonna be fine." Yeah, he goes, "We're gonna do the same match that we did, you know, because we they, they practiced it, you know, in the gym, you know, the match yeah. that we're gonna do." Yeah. So he goes, "Look, just relax. We're gonna do the same match." Mm-hmm. Okay, just relax, just just relax, you know. So I came out, and I remember, you know, I still felt a little bit, but, and, you know, there was people there, and that was my first time out in the ring, you know, yeah. with, with the lights underneath. And that's a great venue. If anybody has, you know, has never seen it, it's a really nice venue. Yeah, I used to go there when I was a kid mm-hmm. to see big-time wrestling, you know. I used to see Pat Patterson, Ray Stevens, Peter Mavia, The Brute, The Masked Interns, Curtin Carl Von Bronner. Okay. You know, and then one time there was Smokey the Wrestling Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I actually got in line uh-huh. where the men were the adults because in intermission they would bring the bear in there, Smokey. Uh-huh. And he would wrestle men from the audience for like what two, three minutes, but the trainer was there. Mm-hmm. He had a muzzle on and he had his claws, you know, with something. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I got in line <laughs> and then when I was there and the usher told me, he goes, I'm sorry, son, but you're too young. It was mm-hmm. only for the, the men adults, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, big time wrestling at that time was big, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's who I grew up watching, you know, all those guys. Rocky Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, some, of, some of the greats, you know, that I watched when I was a kid, you know, some have passed on already. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. like recently, you know, we lost a road warrior animal. Yeah, I saw that he passed away. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you were, you know, got your training at APW, and then once APW started running shows, uh, you know, you guys went all over the all over the place. But you also that's when the birth of Jim Wars started, right? And so, tell us uh, your experience with Jim Wars because I'm pretty sure you refed a lot of matches during that time. Oh, how, how was the atmosphere with the crowd and, and the wrestlers during that time? It was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting, you know. Um, we had to go out there and you know do our best and perform, but just having a live crowd there, you know, because in the gym when you were practicing, you know, it's all quiet and silence. The crowd, you know, gives it a lot, gives it a boost. Yes. You know, you hear the cheering. Of course, they cheer for their favorite wrestler. They boo against their wrestler they hate, and always the referee's the villain. <laughs> I was always the villain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was always the villain because, yeah. you know, it's always the ref's fault. You look at Major League Baseball, the umpire. NFL football, yeah. the officials, the referee. Yeah. So, in other words, soccer too. Anything with the ref, you know, it's... It's their fault. It's their fault. <laughs> it's their fault, you yeah. know. But, of course, it's, you know, different pro wrestling to major sports, you know. Yeah. 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 What were, you, what were you, some of your favorite matches of refereeing from the oh, Jim, my Wars, gosh. Jim Wars era? There's so many. I remember I did the hardcore match between uh, Vic Grimes and Aaron O'Grady, Leprechaun, you know, Crash Holly. Crash Holly. But at that time, he was Aaron O'Grady, you Mm -hmm. know, still. Uh, Robert Thompson, you know, uh, good old Robert. Uh, I mean, just just so many. Jesus, it's kind of hard to really... To pinpoint one. Yeah. Now, now going back to the Aaron O'Grady-Vic Grimes match, the hardcore match... Did, have you ever felt uh, um, uh, like unsafe? Not unsafe, but have you ever feared for your safety in a, during a match, like when it came to like a Vic Grimes match? Like, oh man, I better move because otherwise I'm going <laughs> to... Well, I mean, it was between them. You know, um, I would always stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like fear for my safety, no, because I know they weren't going to hurt me or something was going to happen. Yeah. But I just watched out, you know, for 
you know, an injury, like maybe a, a twisted leg or your knee or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But otherwise, no, I didn't. I never feared for my safety. Okay. I just watched out for, make sure they were okay. You know, I, I feared for their safety because some of the things that they used to do, yeah. you know, it really scared me. The car with the, yeah, the, with car the, with car. the window and the door. There were times when I would cringe inside myself. I say to myself, "Oh my gosh, what guys? What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what they wanted to do. So it was. So I was worried at times. Don't get me wrong. I was concerned for their safety. Yeah. Even one time, uh, Robert, you know, with the trash can, and then the what do you have? The chair, and the, the, I think the radio. You know, he bashed somebody in the head with a radio. Oh, man. One of the radios like, that I used to use, yeah. yeah. Like the old school boombox type? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the radio, you know, bam. Yeah. I go, oh my gosh. And and then the other part was when they were going to juice, you okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time it was uh, Murdoch, you know, and against somebody. And at that time, you know, uh, well, you know, it was the blade, you yeah. know. So I remember went to it and uh, I made the mistake of putting it in my left pocket. <laughs> okay, I made the mistake. Yeah. And because later I was going to, you know, slide him the, the blade, you know. Yeah. So that one time when I went to make a, a count, you know, one, two, I, you know, because I'm right handling to my left and, you know, I put on the left side and it poked me right here on the side. <laughs> so I had to get up. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. So I kind of suspiciously took it and, you know, planted to my right yeah, side, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, um. See, so you gigged, but nobody else saw, but you gigged. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I didn't gig, but uh, you know Frank did after yeah. you know when I gave I mean, it. To you, you just landed on it. Yeah. yeah, I just landed. It just poked me, you know. So that I, I totally forgot, you know. <laughs> but you know, as time went on, you know, uh, before all that, you know, I was learning the trade. Yeah. You know how to work. You have to learn how to work. Yeah. You know, even though you're the ref, really the wrestlers are the stars. Yeah. And it's a three-way dance. You know, the referee, for me in my case, I'm sure for all refs too, I would watch out for their safety. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that they were okay. I kind of had a rule with them that if, you know, I, I told them in the back before we used to come out, I go, guys, look, I'm going to ask you if you're okay. If you don't respond to me that you're okay, that you don't not, I go, I'm going to go on the assumption that you're hurt and I'm going to, I'm going to stop the match. Yeah. Because you know, I I you go I go. You guys got to let me know. Yeah. Sometimes one that was really good at selling was Jardy France. Okay. Jardy. You know he would like do rock whatever you know, <laughs> and then I would ask him you know you know like I see him do a devastator or whatever you know he'd be like rocking like this this and yeah. that and I go close and check it. Hey France, you're alright. You're. I go Jardy, you okay? He goes yeah, Max. <laughs> so you know real. Yeah. Whisperly, you know, so like that. See, even though he was selling like that, I knew that he was okay. Yeah. But if you didn't respond to me, I'm gonna. I was gonna go on the assumption that you were hurt. Have you ever had to stop a match because of that? That I recall. Let me see. Let me trying to think. You know what? I can't. I don't. I don't think so. No. I don't think but so. But you no. just had it in your mind that if, yeah. if something were to happen. Yeah, in your mind. Yeah. 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 Now, sometimes refs have to take bumps or are involved yes, in, in the match. Correct. Can you tell us about an instance where you, uh, one of your favorite times that you actually had to be a part of the match? Like to well, there were, there, were, there were several, you know, but it was mainly like a main event or something climactic. Because, see, you, yeah. or the guys, you know, you couldn't do that all the time. Because you know it's it's boring. You have to build up the climax to to a, you know. Because if you did it every all the time each show, you know it gets boring. Yeah. You know, so you gotta find the right moment to do it. You know. Yeah, yeah I got thrown out a couple of times through the middle rope, and I was kicked. Yeah. You know, so, but really, that's about it. Really, you know, not. Or one time, uh, just as you know, choke slammed me. Oh yeah. Yeah, this was at Mount Pleasant. <laughs> Yeah. It was a match. I mean, it was just too much. You know, at that time, they computed in my head, you know? Yeah. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. So part of it was my fault because I lost track of it because the finish was I was going to low blow justice, you know? Yeah. And it was going to go down. They were going to do something to him. forgot who was wrestling. But when I did it, you know, he didn't, he didn't acknowledge it, mm -hmm. you know, that, that it was coming. You know, and that looked bad. Yeah. I have to say, because I messed up. You know, I own up to it. Yeah. 
So we did it again, this and that. And finally, you know, it's coming. So I finally did it. And he sell it. You know, he's selling it. Blah, blah, blah. And one, two, three. He lost. And he gets up. And, you know, he's pissed. You know. So he picks me up. And, you know, choke slams me. Yeah. But I forgot to tuck in my head. And I hit the back of my head, Jesus. And, oh. oh, I saw stars. Yeah. You know, I saw stars. <laughs> you know. That was my fault because see all see all he did was when he picked, see I'm really taking the bump, he's just guiding me. Yeah. Right. He's just guiding you, but it was my fault for not tucking my head and, and kaboink. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> so I remember we go back into the locker room and you know I'm all shaking and and you know he was he was upset yeah. you know because you know everything yeah, I remember he cussed and swore at me you know yeah and I got mad too and. I was disappointed, and then as the evening went on, he came back, and he goes, hey, Max, look, I apologize, you know, if I blew my... That's okay, Mike, I go... It's that moment, Jesus, you know, where it's just frustration. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can get mad with somebody. Mm -hmm. It could be your best friend, but it's all emotion. Yeah. You know, you let out your emotion, and once you let out your emotion, everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine after. It's part of it. Yeah. You know. Now, speaking of Max Justice, I'm thinking about right now where you just said that he kind of lost his cool. I'm thinking about the scene from uh, Beyond the Mat. Okay. Uh, so, were you there when they were filming Beyond the no, Mat? No, I was not there. Oh, you weren't no, there? No, I was not there. So, did you take a break at that time or? I was, uh, what year was that? Oh, I, 99 maybe around there? 90s? No. 2000? I, okay. No, I was think out of the. Kind of out of the picture a little bit. Yeah. I think I was hurt or I... What did I do? I I started working. Okay. And I got away, you know, a little bit from it. And then I joined the band, you know. Mm-hmm. Because then my work was starting to take my time, you know. Okay. Yeah, and I couldn't, like, go so much. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, so that time, it was, uh, uh, I guess you could say, a controversial time. During the King of Indies, because that's when the split happened with Pro Wrestling Iron and Modest and Donovan and Frank Murdoch and, you know, yeah. uh, Vinny and, and everyone went uh, their separate lefty, ways. Their yeah. separate ways. Mm-hmm. How, how, how was the atmosphere then? Because you were, you know, you're kind of stuck. You know, you got have half your friends leaving and then the other half are still on APW. What made you decide to stay with APW or were you even approached to, to go to Pro Wrestling Iron? Um. Well, at that time, Jesus, it was tough because, you know, I knew all the guys back then, you know, half, like Mike, you know, was one of my instructors, you know, he taught me. Yeah. You know, and um, I really don't understand what happened between them and Roland, you know, I don't know, you know, except Roland, you know, God rest his soul. Mm -hmm. He gave me my first break. And I felt at the time that, you know, I should have been loyal to APW because that's where I started. Mm-hmm. That's where I started. You know, I considered APW my home. Yeah. Because that's where I started. And I would talk to Mike, you know, he would call me. And they would actually wanted me to come and do, you know, ref. If I wanted to ref, you know, some of their shows, matches, yeah. you know. So out of courtesy, you know, I... I go, well, Mike, yeah. I go, why don't you ask, ask Roland, you know? Yeah. You know, the, the fit's okay, you know, or I'll ask him, you know? Yeah. But I don't know, something happened there that I wasn't able to to go, you know, and to, to ref, you know? Yeah. Because I felt that if I did it, I feel like I'd be betraying, you know? Because, see, no matter what, I always like to ask yeah. first. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, I like to ask, you know? Yeah. Just to make sure. I don't like to do stuff behind people's back. You know, I, I'd rather come and ask you, do you mind or is it okay? Yeah. You know, because see, I was, you know, I was the guy in the middle. I had my friends at APW, the remaining guys, and then all the other guys went to Iron. Yeah. But I did go to see some Iron shows. Yeah. I you remember know? seeing you. Yeah, I was there and, you know, at ringside, yeah. you know, seeing... You I, know, the, uh, I remember I asked you when I did my first show in 2003 if, if you could ref and... At the time, I had some heat with APW as well, and then so they they should have said no. You can't work for Asus. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but I, think I so, asked. Yeah. You, I wanted you to ref my first show, but you were there. You yeah. were there, and I remember uh, Joe Applebomber after his match. He was walking, you know, yeah. starts walking, then he sees you in the crowd. And he points at you. What are you doing here? Yeah. What are you doing here? 
You yeah. know, kind of yeah. like, are you a spy? Uh, and Joe wasn't even part of APW anymore. Right, right. But he was just like, I, I have the clip. Like, he's just pointing you out and singing yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah. But, you know, I went there because I wanted to watch Jesus. Yeah. You know. And Crash was there when he yeah. just got yeah, released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was there, you know, I went to watch. Did you get a t- uh, chance to talk to him? Yeah, after hello, you know, Mike, you know, yeah. yeah, I say hello to him. But, you know, me watching, knowing already what, what it was like, you know, I know because I sat there at ringside and, you know, other people, the fans are screaming. Yeah. So I didn't want to be like, even though I was in the business, I know, you know, I don't want to, you know, mark out. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, you know, I didn't want to do that, like act like a fan, you know, because I already know what was going on, you know, I because I, I respected the business, you know, I respected yeah. the guys. Yeah. Because I think... I don't know if it'll probably look bad, you know, if you're doing it and you're acting like a fan, you know, all tonto, mens or yeah. whatever, you know. And, yeah. But it was it was fun, you know. Yeah. I you know, it was interesting watching the guys. So did you ever work anywhere else other than APW? Um, as far as I mean, obviously APW was your main promotion, but did you ever venture out? Did you ever do like Lucha Libre shows or anything like that? Uh yeah, when um when they brought the, the Mexican guys in. You know, from uh, from Mexico, AAA. Is mm-hmm. it AAA or EML? Mm-hmm. I was there. You know, they brought uh, you know the Blue Demon, Santo. Yeah. You know, but I refed only our guys. You know, from the show. Okay. And they had you know el uh, what was it um el 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 indio I think the referee indio Mendoza the, or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah the yeah. ref you know with the long hair yeah he did the uh, he's made many appearances on this podcast <laughs> okay well he did the, the matches yeah but at that time when I used to watch his lucha it was totally different lucha libre mexicana is different to American U S yeah you know you know, over there, you know, the guys, if it's a tag match, they can come in whenever yeah. and, you know... Uh, it's more lawless. Yeah, it's more lawless, yeah. So, but they have their ways of doing things. Yeah. And I'm almost thinking, I go, man, I go, if I have to ref one of these matches, what am I going to do? Because yeah. I wasn't familiar, you know, with the, with the, uh, with the style, how it worked. Yeah. Because cause I've seen it a couple of times, you know, when I used to watch it. You yeah. know, the illegal guy comes in and makes the pin and the referee will count. One, two, three. Yeah. And that was it. Or the other guy, you know, come and sit on top of him, you know. Yeah. You know, so. And sometimes they have two refs. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it was man. a It was a baby face ref and, yeah, and a heel and ref. Heel ref. Yeah. yeah. And it's always like two out of three falls. Yeah. But like I said, it's a, it's a different, Lucha Libre Mexicana, it's a different style to the U.S. Yeah. or Japan. So you didn't get to do a lot of it? A lot of not Libre that style. that much. Oh, okay. I, you know, not really with like major guys like that, but yeah. never. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, like you said, you know, uh, Processing Iron split off, but you were there to see a new breed of students come out, you know, like Sarah Del Rey, Melissa, uh, Bobby Kwan's, you know, Correct, uh, yeah. uh, Choi, you just showed James me Choi, yeah, James, James Choi, Choi yeah. guys like that. So how was it, how was it during that era? Like, you know, after all these guys like Modest and, and, and Vinny and those guys that were there forever, but now this... Working with this new group of, of students. Well, you know, it, it was different because now you have to have different trainers, you know, <clears throat> different guys that come in, you yeah. know, too. I, I think Robert Thompson was still there. Yeah. Yeah, Robert. Well, he became one of the instructors. Yeah. Vinny became one of the instructors. Uh, yeah, I think Vinny. Did Vinny leave for Iron also? I'm trying Vinny to remember. Vinny left later, but eventually he left, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was him, you know, and the trainers, you know, Robert and um, God, I can't think of it, really anybody else that that stayed there. And yeah, I know. Well, Boyce, Boyce was kind of in and out of the business, right? Um, who else was uh, that stayed? Uh, G- no, Jardy. No, Jardy worked with with Iron, right? But then I, I think Jardy came back and worked with APW. I as think well. I don't know Victor Kafu. Uh, no, he stayed at APW. Yeah, okay, he yeah. there, and um, then we had the. The brothers, the Cole brothers. Uh, is it Chris, Chris Cole, Cole? Chris Cole. Bill. Bill Cole? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after some of them, it started becoming the, the instructors, you yeah. know, you know, because. But as time went on later, you know, I kind of like drifted away, you know, and some of the things I didn't, I didn't see anymore. Cause you know, it was, you know, I, I left, you know, cause yeah. I had other priorities to do in life, you know? Yeah. I mean, my goal was to make it. Yeah, you know, to to the big time. You know, we all dream about that, Jesus. Yeah. So your goal was to to 
to the one of the yeah. three at the time. Yeah, at the time, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, fate didn't. You know, I mean, I'm proud of a lot of, a lot of our guys that made it big. You know. Yeah. You know, Crash or well, Mike. God rest his soul. You know, um, Mark Smith, Bison Smith. You know, yeah. too. God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, a lot of our our guys, you know, that that went. You know, I'm glad they made it big. You know. Yeah. Even Matt. Matt Heisen. Yeah. He became Spike Dudley, you know. Yeah. Good guy, Matt, you know. Yeah. I think he's somewhere out in the East Coast now, somewhere. Yeah, you know, I he's, so. He works for Prudential or something yeah. like that. Oh, you got you got to work with a lot of a lot yeah. of talent. Uh did you end up did you ever work with Because uh, then uh, Gabe Ramirez from APW started Pro Wrestling Revolution. Did you ever work for him? Or I, were you not in the business at that time? No, I was. I think I helped him only one time. Okay. That's about it. Oh, and another instructor that came on board that was with us was uh, the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. Okay. Yeah, he was one of our instructors also, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he trained there too, you know, some of the guys. You know? Did you get to train anybody? Did you get to train any refs that were coming yes. at the time? Yes. Uh, when I was starting, you know, I because I was the only guy that, guys that wanted to come in was uh, Vinny. You know, I trained him. Mm -hmm. um, Tom Caster. Yeah. Tom, I know he's in the NXT now. Yeah. You know, I'm proud of Tom. You know where he's at. Yeah. I saw that one clip where, I know I follow it, you know, Jesus, now and then, you know, to see what's going on in the news. But I remember that I think Tom broke his leg. Yeah. And he made the count, you know, while he had his broken leg. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm proud of Tom and I hope one day he makes it to the main roster. Yeah. You know, Tom. Yeah, no, he's very, very talented. Yeah. Choi was refing too for a while. That's but right. he wanted to, you know, he wanted to wrestle. He was basically going to be a wrestler. Yeah. Vinny wanted to wrestle too. They became uh, a lot of guys. But I think after I left, I think uh, Spanky came in. Okay. Yeah, you know, and kind of took over the, the role, you know. I was gone by then. But all the other guys, you know... All the guys that made it big, you know, I'm proud of them, you know. Yeah. The Leap made it to WWE, you yeah. know. The movie star, too. The movie star. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys. I don't know whatever happened to the guys from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Remember the guys that used to yeah. come down from Southern? Yeah, like Super Dragon, yeah, Disco. Danny, yeah, Disco, uh, Cholo. Mm -hmm. I ripped Cholo. I don't know if you remember that. You what? <laughs> I used to rip him a lot. No, no, no. Like, yeah. in what way? Well, one time when, you know, when they used to come up from L.A. right over here. And yeah. then sometimes we go over there, right? Yeah. So Cholo would, Efren, you yeah. know, he would come down. Efren, and yeah. one time what he did was, uh, what I did to him was, uh, remember the little homies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the little homies, right? The little dolls. Yeah, like you know, right eye, left eye. You know, Vinny and, and Vic Rams collect them, or we used to collect them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like, you know, Gordo, you know, the chef. You know, yeah. They had all these names. Yeah. So I actually... I put them in my pocket. So whenever I would check them, you know, Cholo, Efren, you know, it's like a cost, you know, he would, instead of checking them for, he would like pause me like this. Then he turn around and put his hands, yeah. you know, behind, yeah. like a frisk, right? You know, when the cops arrest you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm over there checking them. So as I get low, you know, I pull out the, the, the little homies, homies yeah, <laughs> you know, out of my pocket. And, you know, I put it like, I go, hey, hey, what's this, Cholo? And, you know, he didn't know. He goes, what is it? So I put them in the palm of my hand like this. I put. I go. Hey, look! It's the homies. I go. What's it? What is this? Why you? Ha you can't have them assisting you. What? What you bring them for? That's and he awesome. just. I got him good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got him good, and everybody laughed. Yeah. You know. So. That's funny. He kind of knew about that, and the next time he came up again, you know, when we did a show. I think it was a month later when they came up again. You know. Yeah. We were in the back. He goes, Max, what do you got? I go, what do you mean, Efren? He goes, what do you... No, I'm going, nothing, bro. I'm not, I got nothing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I got yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, again, here I come with, with the thing. So, this time I had a jalapeno, a chile. <laughs> <laughs> I had a jalapeno. Nice. So, I... But before we came out in the back, you know, when you know, he was going to come up to the curtain, I'm standing there with him and, you know, he's frisking me. He goes, Max, what do you got? I go, look, nothing, man. <laughs> so he's frisking me like this, you yeah, know, over yeah, here. Look, he say, I go, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once he went out, then that's when I went to grab the chile, you know, the jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he comes again and he does the same deal, you know, and then once I get it, I get it, I get, hey, what's this? So I pull out, you know, <laughs> the jalapeno. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the chili. <laughs> I go, hey, you can't have this, you know. <laughs> 
Okay, so the mistake I made was after because I touched it, right? Oh, man, I can already see where this is going. I, for some reason, you know with the sweat, I rubbed my eye. <laughs> it backfired on you. It backfired. Oh, my <laughs> eye was burning. <laughs> it backfired on me. Now, now you really have a blind rev. You know, people like to yell, you can't see, you know. Yeah. Um, any other stories like that? Any other ribs that you've done on, on, on other workers? Oh, God. I can tell you so many. <laughs> you know, uh, but I think those were some of the highlights, or especially when we went to L.A. for the When World Collides. Oh. oh did you work that, or you, no, did you no. to go see? No, it? I actually went, you know, because uh, that one time, you know, I think uh, Mike and Mike got booked as La Migra. Mm. Okay. I know Super Diablo was supposed to have a match too. Yeah, I think uh, he was gonna be in a dark match. He was gonna wrestle Al Snow. Al Snow, yeah. yeah. So um, we went over to that pay per view. You know, it was a pay per view, I believe. Yeah. 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 But I went, you know, because uh, the guys that was gonna wrestle, it was gonna be La Miga, Mike and Mike. Mm-hmm. They were the heels against. Uh, it was Matt Heisen under a mask. He was known as El Mexicano Blanco. Mm-hmm. And who else was his partner? Oh gosh, I, I uh, was it another APW guy? Yeah, it was more the APW guys. Yeah, I, I, you know, we have to find the footage and go back. Yeah. But I went, you know, I was like the the translator for La Migra. Mm-hmm. You know, I was known as, uh, you know, I called myself Pancho Gonzalez. Uh-huh. You know, so uh, I remember that. That day, you know, that when we we're going to do it, you know, well, we were fired up, you know. And, um, well, there were, you know, well, the thing was, I was going to be in the audience and they were going to yank me out, mm-hmm. right? But it changed plans. So I was in the back with Mike. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I think I went out to the back, you know, it was, it was raining. So I got, there was some mud there. I put mud, like I put it on me to make it look like I was an illegal immigrant. You know, they just grabbed me, <laughs> oh, you know? Dude. So I'm coming out, you know, we're finally going to announce La Migra, right? <laughs> So here comes, you know, Mike, you know, uh, Diamond, you know, well, yeah. you know, Justice, you know, like he's dragging me through the curtain, you know. So he come out and he's, you know, he's got me by my ear and he's pulling me by my ear. He's squeezing it hard. And I remember going, you know, Mike, take it easy. He goes, sorry, brother. <laughs> so, you know, he starts scanning the crowd, right? The people are ringside. You know, it's all Mexican people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm doing like this, you know, like my ears irking. I go, hey, Mike, there's a fat guy there. I go, call him Panzon. <laughs> so Mike goes over there calls, hey, Panzon, you know. <laughs> so I was feeding him words, you oh, know, man. even though I was doing my shtick, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm there, you know, they they, uh, they, they tell me, you stand right here, you know, and I'm yeah. acting like, you know, like. Yeah. So I'm actually cheering against, you know, for the baby, which was Matt, and I forgot who it was. He was with the Matt and Mexicano Blanco, yeah. you know. But I was cheering for him, and every time I did that, Mike said, hey, knock it off. Yeah. You know, quit, and I would, like, back off, you know. And then finally, they, they got over. That's, I think that's where Justice tore his bicep mm-hmm. on his on his arm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, B- Big Mike, you mm-hmm. know. And he couldn't, like, you know, really work is he i think he tore his bicep yeah. and they finally won he so he finally drags me in you know he grabs me and throws me in there and mike tell the modest you know gives me the mic he'll tell these people you know this and that so yeah, yeah, yeah. i spoke in spanish i told him my name was pancho gonzalez <laughs> and la migra says he wants everybody out of here you know yeah, and they yeah. all boo on him you know yeah, they yeah, boo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they boo him you know and i had i was like the translator yeah. You know, for them. So that's what I did. You know, I mean, they booed him. You know, I said, this is la mira, que no se se van todos, you know, this and that. You yeah. Know. And then I would say <laughs> something else. And they say, what did you say? I go, nada. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we walked, you know, we finally go back. And I mean, they pelted them, you know, nachos or whatever. You know, they got all doused. <laughs> they did their job. Man. Yeah, they did their job. Yeah. So we go to the curtain. I go, oh, man, man. This oh, was a man. rough crowd, man. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of rough crowds, what is the the craziest fan interaction that you've seen? Uh, you know, like uh, for example, uh, has a fan ever tried to get in the ring while you were you guys were working in there, or 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 legitimately want to hurt another wrestler or yourself? What's the craziest uh, fan interaction that you've? Well, had? it was mostly the fans. You know, when the if you were the heel, that they were outside. You know, by the railing, but mm-hmm. there was security there. But really, nobody wanted to really like to get hurt. You know. Yeah. 
And one of the things I, I remember was um, whenever we used to go, you know, uh, Mo, Super Diablo, mm -hmm. you know, he would bring all his family, mm -hmm. you know, to to the matches, you know. Yeah. And I would meet him, you know, I remember his grandmother, you know, his mom, every his family. Mm -hmm. I call Yolanda his wife, my cousin, because she had the same last name as me, Marquez, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, every time we would ref, you know, I would ref Mo, Super Diablo. And, you know, there were certain things, you know. Well, first of all, after, I didn't know that Mo didn't smarten up his... His family. His, yeah. <laughs> they thought it was real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they would get mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they would really get mad. And I remember one time, I think his grandmother, you know, she really, La Senora, got mad at me. Yeah. But I had to, like, <laughs> you know, make it look, you know, for them to heal, to cheat, for him to get beat up. Yeah. And, you know, I remember his family say, God dang, man, you know, yeah. pendejo, you know, Raph, you're so stupid, you know. <laughs> you know, but, you know, but yeah. I thought, you know, they were, like, doing it, but... Once I found out that I, I asked Mo, I go, hey Mo, I remember once I go, your family. He goes, Max, I've never told them anything. <laughs> oh man, I uh, go, man, I go because they they hate me. Yeah. I go, they really hate me. Yeah. And I remember one time when I was we were finished with the show lift and that I go, I walked by your family. It was your grandmother. I go, she was still mad at me. Por qué? You know why didn't you do this? <laughs> they let did that to you know. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, I didn't man. say, I go, Senora, I go, I'm just doing my job, you know. Yeah. Oh, you, sh you can't see it as Mensa, you know, no vest, you know. <laughs> she told me that. Man, I've seen so many matches with uh, Super Diablo's uncle, Danny Garcia. Yes. Also brings, you know, all the family in. And uh, I felt bad for Shane Cody because they were literally beating the shit out of Shane Cody. Too. <laughs> like, okay. I think one of the ladies had like one of her tacones that was trying to get, you know, her Rex. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like the family never smart enough to family, but it was like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I ref too. You know, I think for Kurt, you know, big time wrestling. Oh yeah, you got you to know, do yeah. some big time wrestling. Yeah, I, but I, then after I went, you know, just to watch. Yeah. You know, to watch the guys. You know. Yeah. Talk to us about um, uh, your induction to the NorCal Hall of Fame. What year was it? Oh and how gosh. Did you, how did you feel about uh, you know receiving that honor? It was uh, it was great. You know, um, I I didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. You know, when they told me about it, you know. And uh I think Manny Fernandez was there too. Okay. And some other some other folks of their people. But I it was just, you know, something else. And of course, you know, I got inducted into the APW Hall of Fame, you know. Okay. Yeah, I have my plaque, you know. Okay. And what uh, what year was that? I think two thousand three. Two thousand and three, okay. Yeah. It's it's there, you know. Yeah. I think that's what it says, like oh, two thousand two or three, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah, but it was, you know, I was like the first ref, you know, to be inducted, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're the first uh, APW ref. Yeah, and at that time, see, Jesus, I was like the only ref. I was like refing seven matches. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, um, I mean, towards the end, I was getting tired, you know, but. During all that time, see, I also, I, I did my exit. When I went to the, the gym, you know, I would go out, warm up on the bike, and I would do my laughs, my running around. Mm -hmm. I would do a little bit of weights. Okay. While the guys did their, you know, their training. We're going, yeah. Yeah. Doing these interviews, you know, I, I got to talk to a lot of people. I got to talk to Super Diablo. Yeah. Got to talk to uh, Michael Modis. I went up to, to visit him up in a, a Reading area. And yeah, oh, he lives here now, right? Yeah, he's in California. Because he was in Vegas. Mm -hmm. He lived okay. He moved. I moved to Vegas too with him, and I, I met up with him a couple of times when he was working with the uh, promotion out there. I spoke to him, and he said, "I think he's done, right?" Uh, no, he said he wasn't training no more. He's not training right now, but okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure if the opportunity presented itself, he would he would take it. Oh, um, so you know, being in wrestling, uh, working shows in little towns everywhere. You do a lot of traveling. Uh, can yes. you tell us one of your favorite road stories that you've had, um, you know, on the way to a show or, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean. Riding with somebody. Yeah. Well, at that time, you know, Roland rented a van. And it was myself. Uh, I drove, you know, uh, Justice with Diamond. Mm -hmm. Rosano. Steve Rosano. Yeah. Bill and uh, Willie, you know, the Cole, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it was Super Bowl weekend. We had a show over there in, in you know, Newhall, right? And it was a Super Bowl. Oh, and Boom Boom Kamini. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we uh, went to the show, and 
Well, we wanted to, you know, well, I was tired. You know, we thought we were going to spend the night. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that boom, boom, the guys, they wanted to come back. Oh, and Ramon, too, was in the van. Mm -hmm. Okay? And um, they wanted to come back. I go, come on, guys. Oh, we're tired. No, no. He goes, man, we got to go back. It's Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> 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 so here we come, you know, driving all night. Coming back. You know, coming back. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I think one of the funniest things was when um, I was tired, so... Ramon, uh, you know, uh, Chicano Flame, you know, I go, it was Max, I'll drive for a bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I fell asleep for a little bit, but, you know, I just, for a little bit. And then I wake up and, you know, I look, I see Ramon, you know, he's like this driving. <laughs> then I look up at the sign that says Phoenix, Arizona. I go, wait a minute. What? It's going to go the wrong way. Oh, man. <laughs> I go, Ramon, no, no. I go, I go, how did you get off the five? I go, he goes, Max, I just went straight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We took a, you know, different. Yeah. I go, no, I'll, I'll take over. So we finally, you know, reversed <laughs> it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so here we come back and, God, we didn't get home till like, what, six, seven o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah. And, every, you know, we we're all sleepy, tired, you know. Was, well, we had to come back. We drove all the way back. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they wanted to watch the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were almost watching in Arizona. No, well, going well, we were we were still in California, but yeah. you just see almost the, just sign. the sign, yeah, getting yeah. you know. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that was great. Just kind of winding down a little bit now. Um, what are some of the things that you found disappointing? Disappointing from the business, like from when you started to to now. You know, what are some of the things that that you found disappointing? Disappointing. Okay. Um, like I said, I've watched you know a couple of the the wrestling you know going on nowadays mm -hmm. and i think it has to do i know i didn't i didn't i, I didn't train to be a wrestler mm -hmm. well i tried but i wasn't like an instructor but from being a ref and working around watching how people worked i was kind of able to pick up you know some of the little little things yeah you know and like I said, it's old school, you know, the way Roland taught me, you know. You have to look like a professional wrestler. You have to look what you're doing in there, your holds, your moves. You got to look credible. Yeah. Like, for example, um, when I remember for going for training, the headlock. You know, I see a lot of guys, you know, or some, you know, they have the headlock, but they got their left foot in front and the right, you know to the back mm -hmm. it doesn't to me that doesn't look right mm -hmm. because there's no leverage there it's more if you put your you know right leg back and then you're doing this you know i mean like when you i watch some of the old matches like one of the greats to me you know the great wrestler you know selling wise and just perform ricky the dragon steamboat mm -hmm. that gentleman was tremendous the way he sold everything yeah you know his body I think body positioning, you know, you're talking with your body, mm -hmm. you know. That's what I see, you know. Some of the, like, you don't see some of the old stuff. Yeah. Like the other day I was watching the match between uh, Big Catter and Elad against Bruno San Martino. Mm -hmm. You know, old school, mm -hmm. okay. Some of the things that Ernie Ladd did, you hardly don't see it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he was, I remember you got Bruno and, you know, and, He's got him over here. He's choking them as he's talking to the ref, you know, but he's hiding it from the ref, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good, you know. I mean, the psychology, you know. I would say for the new uh, students coming up, you know, or, or wrestlers, you know, watch old matches. And, you know, the, because the psychology yeah. is very important. Yeah. I remember one time when Roland, he, he quizzed me. He goes, Max, what makes a wrestling match? What makes a good wrestling match? Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't know, but then he explained it to me. Now I can say it, you know. He goes, what makes a wrestling match is wrestling, heat, and high spots. That's what makes a wrestling match. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what he told me. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know that it's changed a lot, you know, a lot of music, you know. <clears throat> you know, the, the people working, you know. I noticed now they get a lot of families, you know, working now. You know, you got... Uh, you know, Ray Mysterio's son, you know, Dominic, yep. he's in there. Yeah. 
his daughter's in there now. They brought her into the picture, you know. Mm-hmm. It's changed, you know. Before, you know, they never used to bring their families, you know, into into the business, you know. But it's changed a lot, yeah. Jesus. It's changed dramatically a lot. Do you have any regrets? That I got, that I wasn't able to wrestle. I really wanted to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But even though I was a ref, I was still in it. I was inside the ring. Yep. I was doing something that I loved, you know, even though I couldn't, but I was already, I was participating yeah. in a different way. I mean, I managed for a while too. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Who did you manage? Oh yeah. Another guy that we had as a ref was uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Rip. Jimmy Rip. Yeah, he also... The Mac Daddy Jimmy Rip. The Mac, yeah, the Mac <laughs> Daddy Rip, he, he ref too, you know, yeah. I forgot. So, you know, I mean, I would have to look at the list and go look at everybody. Yeah. And I remember one time when um, they wanted me, you know, Roland approached me. He goes, Max, you want to manage for a while? You know, have some fun, you know, get you out of reffing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, I go, you want me to? He goes, yeah, well, why don't you try it? I go, yeah, yeah. So he goes, we're going to do a... We're gonna do a, you know, wanna make you make like do a heel turn on you. Mm-hmm. But see, the way they did it, Jesus, was they built it up little by little, mm-hmm. you know, in patterns. You know, like the way they built, you know, the the feud between Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. You see how they were milking it, almost what more than a year or whatever. You know, they've been, yeah. you know, getting taking it step by step. So we did it. You know, doing it slowly. And I think one was where they, um, I forgot who it was, you know, somebody tagged me and I got upset. And Babyface came and, you know, apologized to me. I go, okay, okay, okay. No problem. All right. So that happened. And then another show, another thing happened again. You know, I got tagged again by the Babyface by accident. And, you know, now, I was really like to a point where I was now really upset and they called get okay, take it easy, you know. And I said, Okay. So then on one I remember, I think who was it? Was it Donovan, I think, or they were babyface that I did something and you know, I gave a low blow, mm-hmm. you know, and I hit him with something, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I took off my shirt and said, I quit. And then <laughs> at that moment, Rip comes in, Jimmy. Okay, he comes in. So he, he's showing me, you know, a lot of cash. But before that happened, let me show you how that happened. I knew it was going to happen the turn. Mm-hmm. I was in the back, you know, and they were t- and I just got paid from work, right? I go, Jimmy, here's here's my my money. You know, use it like you're going to pay me off, yeah, you know. Because yeah, yeah. you didn't have money. It was like I had like, what, $500? Yeah. $100 bills. You know? but <laughs> it was my, I go, remember, brother, you got to give me back my yeah, money. Yeah, you got to give it back, man. So he came out and, you know, Mary Rowland came out and goes, Marquette, what the hell are you doing? You know, this and that. I go, hey, look, look, I'm tired of it, you know. So here comes Jimmy, comes out, and, you know, hey, you know, I need... So he comes out with the money, you know, and he gives it to me, you know, and <laughs> the past. So I yeah. I took a hike. And that's when I became, you know, Cholo Max Marquez. You oh, know, okay. I joined the, the Mac Daddy Express. It was <laughs> it was uh, him, and it was, it was Jimmy and uh, Tony Jones. Okay. The shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were the, you know, the, the Express, the you know. That Express. But I, I just came out. I hardly didn't say anything. And I remember we did a taping once there in, in Hayward, you know, with, uh, with uh, is it Jason? No, no, no. Um, no, it was somebody else. I, for, I forgot who it was. But Jason came in after. Dedrich? Dedrich, yeah. Yeah. So um, we're doing an interview. And, you know, I'm just standing there behind Jimmy and Tony, you know, just with my cholo hat, you know, my glasses my poncho, you just nodding my head like this. And then, you know, the gentleman, I forgot who it is, uh, the gentleman that was doing the interview. And then when he finally, you know, pointed to me, you know, Jimmy goes, he looks at me like this, he goes, standing behind me from the southern part of Mexico. But we're talking about the sad, we're talking about the bad part. When he goes, yeah, even if you have an F- M16, he goes, you wouldn't go there. The Cholo Max Marquez. And I'm just nodding like this, you know. <laughs> you know, so the interview went with him. And then all of a sudden, Jason runs in, you know. Yeah. And uh, he goes, sorry, sorry, I'm late. You know, he's going like that. And then he goes, he, he's got a dollar bill. And he goes, here, Cholo, park my car. <laughs> he gives me a dollar, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like looking at him. And I'm just wondering what's going on. 
And then, you know, the interview is going to be over. And the guy says, okay, we want to thank, you know, uh, uh, Mac Daddy, Jimmy Riff, Tony. And then he goes, then the announcer goes, the Chola, Max Mark. Oh. I go, that's Cholo, boy. <laughs> I went like, I, you know, I should have said something in in, in Spanish or Chicano. But I, I went in English. I go, that's Cholo, boy. I pointed to him like that, you know. Yeah. I should have said, that's, hey, that's, that's yeah. Cholo, you know. But yeah. I didn't. I just... They didn't think of that moment, yeah, you know, yeah. and that was it. But I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. like fun. It was fun, man. So what? Uh, <laughs> uh, just final question, like what? What? So are you? You're not retired, right? Like you're just you just left because of work, or yeah? Would you come back and, and work? Well, I actually, I talked to Gabe uh, sometime last year. Mm-hmm. I used to stop by, you know, by the school. He has it right there on yeah. uh, on Zanker, you know, the wrestling school. Mm-hmm. I used to stop by there. At that time, I used to work in the evening. Uh, you know, I, I still work at Crown Plaza Hotel, by the way. I've been there 15 years, driver. Mm-hmm. And I used to stop there to see, you know, Gabe and the guys once in a while. And um, I talked to him once. I told hey, Gabe. I go, brother, is there any way one day I can have my retirement match? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, Max, no problem. He goes, we, we can set it up for you, you know. Yeah. He goes, one of our shows. But the pandemic went down. Yeah, and there's nothing going on, so I guess it's kind of on hold right now. Okay, but I would really love to have my retirement match. Yeah, you know, once this pandemic yeah. gets over, you know, and I that's good to hear, that. man. Because yeah, yeah, for a while I was like, whatever happened to Max? Did he retire? <laughs> like, because I thought when I thought when you did your induction in the Hall of Fame, the NorCal Hall of Fame, I thought that was it. I thought it was just like a retirement thing. But I'm glad to hear that we we'll be able to be to see you in the ring again. So yeah. You know, thank you again for doing this interview, man. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Jesus thank you very much. Notice the COVID uh, uh, fist bump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no hugs or nothing in here. But thank you for watching Indie Handshake. Thank you. Been Good luck, everybody. Marquez, and we'll see you next time.